All right, we're going to keep this short. We're going to keep this sweet because my phone only has like 13% battery life left. So uh, this time around, Ty and Redak, they just gotten back from infiltrating the MRS estate, found it deserted, and, uh, you know, found the uh, freezing cold basement there with manticores. Uh, they regroup with the party, filming about what they found. They say it's freezing cold. We're going to need some furs. We're going to not freeze to death while we're down there. And uh, Aaron, who's, uh, you know, you know, outside in the stables, is kind enough to point them in the direction of a merchant that can uh, take care of them. So they fur on up, and then they go, and they infiltrate Amherst Estate. Moonstar, who's back from his naked meditation in the woods, um, <clears throat> you know, uses his, uh, his magic to counteract the alarm magic there and gets them in. Uh, they get in, and nothing. Place is deserted. They get to the library, they use the five-book sequence, opens up the hidden door, they put their furs on and go down the, the freezing cold stairs. Uh, Ty warns them as they get to the bottom about the uh, discolored stone at the bottom of the steps. He warns them that, you know, death is, you know, there for anybody that steps on it. Cal, of course, is quite surprised that death is so small. Now, uh, <clears throat> at this point, you know, they, you know, they do a little bit of recon. They see that the manticores are in the, uh, still in the room there. And the plan is to send in Moonstar and his pixies to cast Polymorph on the manticores and turn them all into rats. But before this fantastic strategy, which does not happen very often, uh, happen, you know, takes place, Cal, who at this point has redonned his Zoro mask from his murder spree the other night, runs to, decides to run into the door first, you know, Leroy Jenkins style. Everybody else in the party just kind of sighs and charges after him. And <clears throat> basically what, what happens next is a bunch of fighting, lots of uh, murder, murder, death, death. Uh, fortunately, it's all the uh, the manticores that, uh, that die. Um, Cecil at one point gets, uh, gets him big in, so he's uh, big and strong, can hold his own against the manticores, because he's awesome. Uh, and then uh, once they're all dead, they take a look at the room. It's pretty old. I mean, like, really, really old, but kind of neglected. And he suspects that the estate was built specifically over this, over this place uh, for, you know, nefarious reasons. And he finds, the, the, you know, looking at the door on the far side of the room, you know, he uh, opens it up, and what does he find there but, you know, four fiends who all immediately notice him and start charging him. So the fiends run into the room, another battle takes place, Lots of murder, death, death, but one of the fiends manages to uh, scoot out of the room, and Cal and Cecil chase after him, with everyone trying to follow behind. And Cecil, you know, wails on the uh, on the fiend pretty hard, but isn't quite able to finish the job, and so the fiend uh, sneers at him, and uh, you know, then just disappears. Uh, Cal thinks he hears another fi- uh, another you know fiend uh, retreating. Through, the, through this uh, door in the next room, and just charges, just starts running, you know, like I said, he hasn't stopped Leroy, Jen- 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 Leroy Jenkins in. Yeah, that's a new verb. Uh, you know, since the, since it started. So, yeah, he, he goes running, and naturally, you know, he gets into a hallway, and he falls through a false stone step and into a pit of spikes. It hurts him, but, you know... Being on, you know, Leroy Jenkins' uh, inspiration, he just climbs down and keeps going. And at this point, Cecil just kind of sighs, and he just decides to keep running, try to keep up with the poor the poor guy. 
and everyone else is, you know, trying to run too, but, you know, they're not as big and strong as these two humans. Yeah. So anyway, so Cecil catches up with Cal, and Cal says he's going to keep going, and Cecil says, yeah, okay, let's go. And uh, they charge through, and they go through a couple doors, and they find um, a couple of giants in a, in a big throne room. Um, Cal, he chucks a couple of javelins at them and then turns tail and runs. And, uh, see, and uh, one of the other ones manages to grab Cecil and just starts beating him around. Um, you know, doesn't go too well because he's a giant. And uh, Cal, <laughs> he runs back into the room and tries to help out, but, you know, his lightning fizzles out on the spot, his axe, you know, misses, so he turns around and runs, saying, I'm sorry, as he, as he uh, hightails it back out of the room. Fortunately, Cecil is a resourceful fellow, and he manages to escape the giant's grip and hightail it out of the room, uh, through a hallway back into another room, where the rest of the party finally catches up with them. Uh, they're being chased by hellhounds, and so they slam the door shut, and Moonstar casts web on it to slow them down. And then they realize that there's a third door to this room, and they can hear slithering coming. And they try doing some tactical advantage stuff where they just wait and hold for the people to come through. Um, and then the next thing you know, a fireball comes through and explodes in the middle of them. <laughs> yeah, these guys cannot catch a break. So they decide to, to stay put, hoping that, uh, you know, the fiends will come charging in, but they don't. Instead, a uh, yellow noxious gas, you know, starts appearing in the room and starts poisoning people. Not Cecil, though, because he's immune, because he's a paladin. He's good like that. Uh, anyway, they, you know, they stick around for a bit. They finally decide, you know what, this isn't getting them anywhere. And Cal decides to poke his head out in the hallway, you know, the one that leads to the giants. He finds the hallway empty and decides he wants to tempt fate and get a little bit closer to the other door to see the giants. And then he's immediately grabbed and, uh, you know, bashed around by said giants. Cecil, you know, deciding to back up his bro, because that's all he's been doing this whole time, chases after him. Moonstar just shakes his head. He uses Meldstone to cover the uh, the door that just got fireballed uh, into itty-bitty pieces and chases after him. And then everyone decides to go into the room with the giants. And they can tell it's a big throne room, you know, uh, definitely old, neglected, uh, ancient. Um, and they just proceed to start wailing on the giants. Uh, fortunately, time manages to banish one of the giants and it just disappears, which is good because that's the one that happened to be, uh, well, it was one that was not grappling Cal. So Cal's still getting the crap beat out of him, but hey, at least they only have him to rescue now. So they start wailing on him, um, but Cal keeps on failing to uh, escape the giant because he's so big and the giant's so big. So, yeah. And <clears throat> as they're doing so, uh, four hellhounds have uh, come, come around through the room that they just exited and started coming in. And sadly, Erdak's uh, dog, mechanical dog, you know, gets busted to pieces because, yeah, four on one. Uh, so anyway, uh, Cecil manages to kill the giant, um, you know, traps Cal underneath him, but, eh, you know, not the worst thing that could happen. And uh, But fortunately, Erdak has managed, man, gets through the hallway, closes the door, and Cecil manages to heft the, uh, the giant and, you know, slams it in front of the door there so that the hellhounds can't get through it. Uh, 
and <clears throat> Cal finally gets healed up enough that he wakes up and uh, stands up, and <clears throat> you know he goes over to the corpse of the giant and uh, kicks it. Yeah, yeah, nothing happens. The the giant's super dead, so there's that. Uh, they take a look around the around the the throne room. You know it's, you know it's everything's trash. It's old, ancient. Uh, they do find a few uh, shards of obsidian, though, so, you know, ominous. Uh, but they do find one other door in the room. And Moonstar, you know, puts his ear to it, tries to listen, but doesn't hear anything. Cecil figures, well, we got nothing else going on besides hellhounds and whatever else uh, is coming after us now. And uh, he swings the door open and reveals a uh, another throne room that is much better kept. And there's a big obsidian archway... Uh, in the room with the red swirling mist inside of it. And who would be standing before it but none other than Amherst Shadow Step? You know, the guy whose estate they just broke into upstairs. Now, the the self guy, you know, he's, uh, he's doing a slow clap, super mocking. He congratulates the party that they've made their way that far. He's less than thrilled that, you know, they've broken into his house and slain a bunch of his servants. And he asks him, you know, why should I let you live? Uh, everyone else is kind of like a, oh, crap, kind of mindset because they know they're all about to get roasted. And Cal just asks him, hey, well, what do you have in mind? Ceramus removes a, uh, some sort of a red ball from his robes and tosses it to the floor. And he says, entertain me. And then he turns and walks through the red mist. I guess there's a portal underneath the obsidian archway. And, you know, Ty, you know, starts to cast Polymorph to turn everyone into giant apes to throw rocks to Amherst. But then that red ball hits the floor and it starts spitting out lightning. And that's where we end. So, I don't think... I don't think uh, things are going to bode well for our, for our adventurers. 